It's hump day replay. Hump day replay. Yeah. <laughs> get this in hump day replay. My favourite day of the week. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Georgie, bro. He's done it again. It's hump day replay. Back for another week of uh, Daily Talk Show highlights with the crew, Jess, Mason and Grace. And our guest for today is uh, Brad Blanks. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, great, great. I'm very excited to be here. I followed the developments of this show. It was a, a brilliant idea that came, you know, from, from the dust into what magic it is now. So well done. Well done, oh, crew. Thank you so much, Brad. Like, it's, it's crazy for me because I've been, you know, listening to you. Well, I first found you from the Hamish and Andy show. So growing up, hearing you on the radio, you know, when I was on the way to soccer training and that sort of thing. And now you're here. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been weird to hear, you know, you would have been a young guy, like seven yep. years of age going, who is this animal of a man, <laughs> you know, who's trying to talk to celebrities and trying to chat with them and half of them walking away and then half of them wanting to stay. And then when they stay, it was always the scarier part because then you had to have a conversation with them. And it was, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's great that you, you, you heard that magic, you know, or if it was magic or not, you know, uh, in your early years, in your development years, George. Totally. <laughs> I was saying the same thing to Mason. Like my brother and I used to listen to you, Brad, on Hamish and Andy and just be like, what is he doing? Like like it was always great when you were on, but it was just like, oh, it's so exciting. Like not showing where you're going to pop up. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. There were some really wild spots where I'd end up with those guys and, and going on with Hamish and Andy, to me, it was always like poetry. It was like, um, it was like singing a song, you know, together. And it was uh, the beats that you could feel as you were doing it were were pretty awesome with those guys. (laughs) So you've interviewed like, I mean, how many celebrities? Thousands? Yeah, like, it's funny. I wrote a list once in, a, in 2004. <laughs> like, yeah, that was in 04. And I think I'd, I'd hit the thousand mark then. And it, so Jeez. it's got to be, you know, I mean, a lot of repeats, but it's it's got to be about 5,000 of wow. assorted characters of all levels. Don't worry. You know, you, it starts at Tom Cruise and it, you know, goes way down to, you know, yeah. who, 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 I, I shouldn't name anyone, you know, you know, but, um, you know, assorted characters. It's, it's been a, yeah, pretty wild run, you know, um, but, but I've, I'm here, you know, we're seven months into some sort of, we're sort of out of a lockdown in New York, but it's like, you know, my life's changed in, in that way. You know, like we work from home now and, and I'm just, I was always, as you said, always the guy that was out there in the middle. I'm hanging to get back to events and mm. be in strange uh, places around the world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys recently just had Halloween. How was that with everything yeah. that's happening? Yeah, yeah, it was good. We, we're I a, mean, I saw, uh, I saw you had face yeah. paint all over. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. My kids painted me. It seems to be a tradition now. And uh, uh, I'm like a Frankenstein type thing, but a lot of people said my head was more Shrek, which is, uh, yeah. Yeah, when you go for Frankenstein, you get told, I don't mind just getting said, oh, you look like Shrek without face paint. But when you're really working hard to go to Frankenstein, you get said you look like Shrek. That's means you've got some serious forehead issues. Um, you know, but, uh, but, but it was amazing. We're in a small little town and we had to balance the act of, you know, still being, you know, socially distant and, but then still giving yeah, the right. kids what they want, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it was great, great fun. You know, um, so we walked the streets and the kids were happy and uh, the adults put out drinks for the, you know, for the other adults. And yeah. so we all got, wow. we all, the kids got sugarified and I got drunk. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. a real oh. difference. Hey, yeah. like in Australia, yeah. we just don't have any of that. No, like, it is coming though. Is it coming? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's more adults that are 
enjoying it. It's like right. a, 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 have parties, a region yeah. to party, yeah. But right. I saw someone up the street from us have, um, like I'd put out the front of their um, gate, a table with hand sanitizer and lollies. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. quite cute. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That is good. And th- there was one, there was very inventive ones where there was like a pipe and you would just put your little, you know, your little uh, pumpkin, your plastic pumpkin, you know, basket underneath the pipe, and then they'd run the candy oh, down the pipe. Which I thought, yeah. So there were some inventive ways, and um, yeah, it was a great night. It's like it, it, I, I love hearing when people say here in America, it's one of my most favourite holidays, and I'm like, well, you, no one really gets a day off, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's becoming something that everyone in the time I've been here, you know, I've been here 20 years, and it's even got bigger and better. Uh, or maybe I've been able to relate to it more. One of the two. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we were talking just before the show, Brad. Like, I, I was trying to work out, like, oh, what do I say when you, when you come on? Because, you know, you interview all these people. You're a radio veteran. You've been on radio for so many years. Like, what, what, how would you describe what you yeah, do? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a funny one. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm currently <laughs> on CBS FM. So, I'm on a radio station in New York City. You know, I'm like a sidekick. You know, there's two hosts. I'm the man on the street, which is what I love to do. Yeah, you know, and but I'm in the studio, the the third wheel, I guess. Um, but I would say, yeah, radio guy. But uh, what is radio guy anymore? You know, because yeah. you do all sorts of different stuff these days, don't we? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I got my start in radio, and you know, my first job in radio was in, in on a New York City radio station, and it was sort of concocted off the back of the Sydney Olympics and. And then 20 years later, I'm still talking more than ever on radio. So yeah, uh, maybe just be yeah, a big, I say, I shouldn't say it because people say I shouldn't, you know, um, talk yourself down, but I call myself a big goofy radio guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. I'm okay. just having fun. Yeah. Just having fun. Just trying to have a laugh and trying to connect and you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. What were you doing for, I mean, obviously the election's happening. It happened. And it's sort of still ongoing a little bit. What were you doing to cover that? Yeah, so on our on CBS FM, we try to stay as middle as possible because we're a music, fun, upbeat. Try to have a little bit of a laugh, and yeah, and we're in New York City, which is a, a blue blue state or a blue city, as you saw in the news when Biden mm-hmm. won the celebrations of the street. But then a lot of our listeners, you know, where we play, we're 80s, 80s, 90s music, which maybe puts the demo in a little bit older. So that it's kind of a mixed demo of mm-hmm. Republican versus Democrats. So we play it pretty straight. Um, you know, my, my stuff was coming in and maybe talking more about the, the pundits from the night before. I, I was so um, I, I enamoured with John King and his use of the bo- the big board on CNN. I don't know if uh, you yes. would have seen, yeah, pointing and then explaining it, and um, and then things were, you know, he was pulling up states. I, I I sort of that's how I talked about it. But funnily enough, it is when the Aussies call me, the Aussie radio stations call me and get me to cover it, and they've been doing that to me. Um, and it's been mostly ABC regional stations, and I'm from Country Victoria, and uh, um, and it started back in 2004, uh, the election then, and um, they've called me every presidential election, so I've somehow become this presidential <laughs> election reporter, yeah, yeah <laughs> this expert, and um, uh, this expert, and and it's. It's. I gotta tell you, it's it's 
easy to become an expert in political <laughs> punditry. Like, Surely just I'm, I'm serious. talking and saying yeah. random things. Yes, you do say, <laughs> say random things. And by the time you say enough random things, you get really good at those random things. Yeah, right. I'm serious. I believe you. Yes. No, and it's all authority. Like, I'm actually having, uh, I'm having, I'm struggling more to talk about myself, which is the truth to you yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, oh, when it's uh, political punditry, I was, Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, all that conviction uh, in your voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and it's and the best thing is when uh, in two thousand and eight when Obama won. So a hugely famous moment and um, a wonderful moment for the world. And and uh, oh, oh, the they put me on every ABC regional station around Australia. And I was on every twenty minutes. I'm like, Jesus, I'm not getting paid for this, but good. I grew up. I love the ABC as a kid. I love the goodies. Yeah, I love Doctor <laughs> Who. Yeah, I've got to give got to give a little bit back. You know? um, so I'm, I'm on the phone talking, doing all this stuff, and I'm like. There was one stage where I had to read the ticker from CNN back then. Just I started reading it verbatim because I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> and I'm just really, I'm just really out words here. All right, and then and then they, I was in, I'm in Newcastle, and they said, all right, Brad, um, we're going to go to our callers now for you to answer a few of them. I'm like, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't sign up to talk to callers. I'm, I'm bulldusting my whole way through this. Yeah. No, Qualifications I, for political. No. So so so, you know, Jack from Terror. You know, yeah. calls in and Jack goes, you know, like, like Brad, look, I've really enjoyed what you've said today, but I just have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, geez, I had everyone fooled, Jack, and you're coming <laughs> and spoil it. He goes, can you please explain to me what the electoral college is? And I went, oh, geez. <laughs> and so I, I, and I did, I mean, I waffled through that. And um, so anyway, I got another shot at it last week and I enjoyed being on Wagga Wagga ABC, right. you know, um, wonderful people and, uh, and good fun. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe we should have introduced me as that, Brad Blake, <laughs> US presidential expert. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're fired up, but looking at like, we were watching yes. Fox News and like CNN, the reporters, just like the bags under oh, their yeah. eyes, they're just exhausted. How's your sleep going? Yeah, no, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you've anointed me, Mr. 97. That's great. Like, that's good. Yeah, no, this is how you keep the scam going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I did, I stayed up till 1 a.m. because I just, I love, I, I I loved the. It wasn't so much. I didn't want the opinions. I just wanted the numbers, and it was. It, be, it was like I was. Um, I was in some sort of gambling vortex. You know, uh, you know, gambling yes. or something. I was. I was, yes. I was. I was off my head, and then I. I, I said, I got to get some sleep here, so I went to sleep at one a.m. and because I had to be up on the radio the next morning. And I slept on the couch. I didn't, didn't disturb my family. I slept on the couch and I left it on. And I went to bed with one man talking about maps. So I woke up and I looked and I said, that can't possibly be John King still talking. And then they put the um, understudy in in the morning and, and they were going again. And so, um, yeah, no, it was, it was an exhilarating night. And then what I did is I just sort of, I, I put it down. You know, I, I, when I figured out that, you know, Biden was, you know, the winner. All right, we've got the result in my eyes, which was Wednesday morning or Wednesday when I thought he, he would win, um, I, I then put it to bed. I didn't, because I knew it was just going to be crazy from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I went back to watching The Bachelorette Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. Yeah. I woke up one night at 3.30am and just checked my phone to see who would who'd won. I think Mason gotten up to go to the bathroom and just checked my phone to see who would won. And I was like... I don't really care that much about Australian politics. Like, yeah, it's bizarre. Why am I obsessed and consumed by it? Yeah. I be, maybe they gamified it so yeah. well that it was like a some sort of video game that we were all 
all in. And I kept checking the yeah. map and seeing yes. the boats. And See, you, you became an expert. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was telling Mason over like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about, the boys talked about it a little bit this week. And, um, you know, like you say, it's like a gambling vortex. That was sort of our understanding of it as well. So here's a little compilation of the times that they talked about it. Right now, when we're recording this in 2020, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. If you go to different news outlets, you're going to have a different version of who's ahead. Trump, 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 Biden, 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 Joe Biden. And so it's it's all very confusing, confusing time. So the thing is, I think that they'll get close to a decision very soon. The problem is with Trump saying in that the mail-in ballots aren't really valid and things like that, it creates all these issues. I've loved people coming out like so sure on who's winning. The odds, uh, you know, Trump's at $1.30, Biden's at bloody two something. And then this morning I wake up, the odds have flipped the other way. I don't know how much using sports bet is going to (laughs) be a good indicator on what the results are going to be. That's what I was doing. Yeah, Yeah, I was was saying... (laughs) Like what? What happens from here? Like Trump is just—he's not conceding. Is that what? Is that what the yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the go. And and it's well, again, it, now it's just con- it's conspiracy theories running mm. wild, and and he's flaming a lot of that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. And again, how do you you just got to figure out how to check out? Because I think the overriding, yeah, everything will be fine and everything will work itself out. It's just that this him flaming it's the scary part more than yeah. anything. It's yeah. crazy. Like you're going through his Twitter and every Ooh. single tweet is hidden. Yeah. And it's like, this tweet's been hidden because it's misleading. And then you open it up and it's like, <laughs> I won. That's Yeah, just two words. Yeah. Like, um, but, but, the, and the crazy thing is you, that his fans and, and he has, you know, at the end of the day, we, the world can't forget he has 40, he got 49% of the vote. Yeah. Um, and, and so he's beloved in, in this party and he, he probably turns out to be one of the, you know, scarily to say this, one of the greatest leaders of the modern era for a certain set of people that, that mm. rallied around him and voted for him. And, and these, listen to me, I sound like I'm on ABC Water again. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, um, but, uh, wow, Jesus, kicking in. Um, that's, maybe that's my future. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll be okay. Wasn't that, that that big sweaty guy that had nervously talked to Angelina Jolie, you know, on red carpet? So, so let's do it when I was a kid. Now look at him. Yeah. Um, but he has all these people that have voted for him and right now uh, uh, the majority of those people are, are angry and um, um, so I'm getting a lot of texts from those people of all these conspiracy theories and people fighting against them and uh, fighting, you know, wanting to fight against the the count of the votes and stuff. So anyway, mm. let's, let's well, see I mean, how that goes. What what is the vibe like? Because I mean, Kamala's speech was like amazing. You saw like yep. people clapping and cheering. Yep. What what what's the sort of vibe that's going on right now? Oh, from a New York City point of view, you know, happiness, yeah. fun, you know, dancing in the streets and yeah, I've seen uh, videos every, of that. So it's, lovely, looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, happiness. Yeah, there's, there's no doubting that. You know, so, I've, yeah, it's it's yeah. but it's, the vibe on the other side mm. is you know obviously they 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 want to recount and they they want to fight for for the the votes to have someone you know, Republicans watching as they're counted and all that. And it's just a matter of that will get, you know, um, that will happen Mm. if that will play out that way for the uh, Trump fans, supporters. 
Did you, Jess, did you watch the Kamala? Kamala how do you say it? Kamala? Kamala. 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 Did you watch her yeah. speech, Jess? No, I didn't, but I've seen it on the news since. It's so uh, good. It was really good. And it, it, yeah, the whole you can't be what you can't see kind of thing, it rings true there, particularly in America. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good day for, for women. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It Amazing. was like, we're well, watching it, it was like, so it was like finally something inspiring. Yeah. Like the last yeah. four Juice years. Bumps. Yeah, last four years, like not getting anything inspiring. And then this one was like, oh, how good is this? Yeah. I love right. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Also, yeah. not only women, but also um, black people as well. Um, people of color. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, just to have had Barack and then uh, now her, it's kind of, yeah, the politics in America is changing. We're not going to have that quintessential white president mm. leading the free world. And yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, mm. so Brad, when you're doing these like phone, like when you're on ABC <laughs> yeah. verse, you know how your your stick for Hamish and Andy and stuff is making the host shine and like yeah. you cop it a fair bit. Is yeah. that the same vibe for, for ABC <laughs> or, or what? Is it a serious uh, thing? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's funny. I love that. that this is only once every four years, guys. <laughs> Jeez, like it's good though. I might send this. To, I'm if, really going I, with it. Yeah, you <laughs> really. No, no, look, I, I, I no, I, I, I think I'm still trying to make the host shine. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm more fascinated that they ask me very intelligent questions. And I, every yeah. time they ask it to me, I just shake my head inside. You know, that's you know, in this in this split second moment of how we talk on with a microphone in front of us yeah have a few minute moments uh and and they'll be asking me an incredibly intelligent well yeah a thought out question and i'll be like oh jesus the whole time she's asking i'm like how the hell i'm gonna ask this and somehow i do i I walk out to my wife in the next room she goes i don't know how you did that but you sounded pretty good (laughs) thanks sweetie give her a kiss and yeah who would have thought but um but yeah it's a different vibe to the the Hamish and Andy days, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a funny one. That whole keeping the host, um, you know, the keeping the host happy thing of being a yeah. you know a, a segment guy or a you know, call in guy or whatever um, is. But I, I was sort of born into broadcasting as some sort of like a baptism of fire, um, where I got on this show that was uh, a big show in New York City, big in Jersey, big in Connecticut. So and it was two guys. Yeah, and they were middle-aged guys and legends of radio, a, a guy called Scott Shannon and a guy called Todd Pettengill. And I, I, I yeah, became this guy that would get interviews for, well, I started out getting no interviews, as you, know, as you would know, sometimes I do that. And then I started getting the interviews and they were sort of confused and the interviews were sort of, you know, of the, you know, of a sort of a nicer version of Ali G or Norman Gunston or along those lines, but just sort of, you know, just wanting to have a chat and, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed to get something out of them. And, and by being not radio trained or maybe not radio ready with these guys, I, I would cop it on air if I, mm. if I screwed up. So it was sort of like this, uh, you know, wanting to please these guys as I was sort of learning my craft at the same time. And, mm-hmm. The whole time I wanted to keep it going because I'm learning my craft on New York City radio, which I knew was a, a scam that was eventually going to run out and it just sort of never ran out. 
Yeah, so that's that, that's where that was sort of born. It's called imposter syndrome. <laughs> yes, I have that. You got just draped in it. Yes, thanks, Jess. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm draped in imposter. I don't even know how I'm sitting here now. I have lights on me. I, I, I have real lights. Yeah, Why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, how do you, how do you reconcile that? Because like you lean into this character, and you play into it on. <laughs> <laughs> you lean into a character and you play into it on air, but then, like, you are this amazing radio veteran. Like, how do you actually reconcile the fact, like, I'm, like, this character I'm going to play into, but people actually think that when they think of you? Yeah, don't worry. I'm not going through that. That's brilliant. Good question. You're like, you should be on ABC, regional ABC radio. That's, uh, no, but I, I, I'd probably go in... Look, I, I'll put that down to an evolution that we all sort of go through as we get get older, like, um, and then have kids and get married, and then what you what do you value and and what do you value in ambition and and how ambition how ambitious we are in certain areas now. I, I'm you know I, I'm well over twenty years older than you guys, and but I still wake up in the morning thinking I'm just getting started, and yeah. this is all sort of being an entree appetizer <laughs> to you know the exciting days ahead. Uh, so I see that character. That's great. The, the character that I lent to, into my last six years on, uh, and a few of those, you know, a couple of those years of those last six were on uh, Hamish and Andy, the rebooted show, um, as well, but. I've gone into a more sort of older radio station. When I say older, more, you know, 25 to 54. So, yeah, I play the fool, but I, I, I'm a bit more equipped and mm. a bit more confident in, you know, you always worry in radio if you're going to lose your job and now it doesn't, you know, it's fine. It, you know, it doesn't matter so much. <laughs> so there's nothing there's nothing hanging, hanging in the balance. Yeah, you know, i got a roof over my head. Mm. Yep. Family's good. So I think it's just an evolution and... Uh, um, but I still like playing the the Dilbury, the the sort of the 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 goofy guy on air. I still, yeah, you know, I still might even try to lean into that more, Mister Ninety Seven. Thank you. Yeah. Does that allow you to take more risk if you don't feel like you're not going to lose your job? Yes, and uh, yeah, but but even you asking that I, makes me go. Oh, I need to take more okay. risk. I've got to take more risk. I love I love that, and even. In, I, I've, uh, inspiring that I have to take more because as you do get to as you do get past this um, you know the ambitious stage of our 20s which we it's it's so exhilarating to um, um, have ambition and want to see everything and want to do everything within the jobs we're chasing and even when you don't know what you're chasing but you every post's a winner every three every three weeks you you keep going when you get to this stage I'm, I there's moments where I long for that you know, in my twenties, but it just doesn't match up to where I am. Like I can't, you know, I, I and it's been very difficult for me in this sort of lockdown environment because there's there's milestones where I'd love to go. I would have loved to have gone to a pumpkin festival in Ohio that I'd covered once before, and yeah, just but, but I can't go. So because it's a, and even if there was no COVID lockdowns, can I really pick up and go now when I've got a wife and three kids? So it's like this. It's constantly measuring that risk, I guess. Mm. Do you think like imposter syndrome and and always, I mean, like never feeling like, like feeling like you're just getting started, not really feeling you know, no. comfortable, does that help with ambition? Like, because I find yeah. at the moment, you know, I'm the same. I, I, in even like video editing, where I've been doing that for years and years, I've never really felt like it, I'm in the industry kind of thing. Like it's a weird feeling. It's like you're not in the industry until you're making movies. Or, right. Know, no, no, I, I love, I love that, weird. and and that, and 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 just even again off the back of that question is, 
hasn't it all been just blown open anyway? Now can't we yeah. do anything? What makes uh, someone in the industry, if you what you think industry is, you know, not saying better than you or you know why mm. in your head, you know what you're in it, you're doing yeah, it, you're yeah. creating it, and we're all sitting here with a microphone and having a laugh. I mean, that's what I was seeking twenty years ago to be in a room with collaborators and having a laugh and having a good time and you know hopefully people enjoy it and enjoy the bits and you know off the back of it i i i think yeah. we've all won we've won already mm. yeah you know, i'm like the but i i the, the 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 imposter syndrome was huge in in my first you know every 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 couple of months i'd be like what how did i and i'd get out of i'd walk i'd get our the studio was 17 floors above madison square garden i'd get the elevator down at 10 a.m after the show would be finished and i'd cross 7th avenue i'd look up to times square then i'd look down to the west village i'd stand in the middle of the road and i'd be like what the hell am i doing here yeah. and then i'd walk into the hotel pennsylvania where i lived for six and a half half years across the street from the garden and get the <laughs> elevator up and i actually lived on the 17th floor there in this free hotel room that i had and um <laughs> Uh, it was just mind blowing, and that's when I was like, "How did you know? What am I doing? How am I? How am I here? How, all that that sort of stuff." But the, I, I think the imposter's different now. It's not so much the imposter. It, it is that um, getting up every morning, going, "All right, I've got to get cracking. I've got to get onto the next thing, whatever that may be." Um, it's sort of it's a, it's a different, and maybe that comes with age, experience, and. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I think yeah, because mm. I might be over the imposter now, but the imposter yeah, yeah, was yeah. strong. Don't worry, you know, and, and it could come out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so you you moved to New York in what two thousand and one? Did you say two thousand? Yeah, October oh one, a month after nine eleven. Wow. Yeah, and my right. my mum was like, "What what are you doing?" What are you? and I said, "No, it's it'll be fine. You know, I've got to go." And um, but I'd had the job lined up, you know, and it was a trial to be on their morning show. I'd been calling in for about. Uh, 15 months and um, and it's all started the Sydney Olympics is when I was calling into them I was living in Bondi calling back to New York City and um, but when I moved there in, in October it was like a eight week trial a late October right into to Christmas and and, and and I knew I'd had a sh this was a shot you know and mm. I and I went in and it was you know it, it was awesome it was like the, the craziest eight weeks it was, uh, there was a lot of pain because i was learning on air like and as you can tell i like to talk a lot so i had to learn i'm on fm radio i've got to shorten everything down and it, it was just uh, and, and then i figured out i could get into parties so and, I, and i'm a i drink beer i don't drink hard liquor so i'd go to these parties and there'd be no beer and i'd end up drinking vodka and i'd, and I'd wake up with my Pants around my beer. feet. Yo, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> pants around my feet. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, back, staying on my mate's couch because I, I do that old trick when you have a few drinks and you, take, you don't take your shoes off before your pants. Yeah, That's yeah. What I yes, thank you. Yeah. No, just, just those. Yeah, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, but there was no beer at parties. Yeah, they, they do these. You know, these little you know, parties that it's always uh, sponsored by a vodka brand. And I'd be oh, like, right. just, just, yeah. Anyway, so that was my life for eight weeks and it was <laughs> wonderful. And I, and I, I luckily they invited me back the month later after Christmas and, and then the rest was history. Yeah, right. yeah, so yep. obviously like the times have changed a lot in those 20 years or, you know, whatever. Um, mm. You mentioned Ali G before and you, you interviewed Borat recently. Well, that, I, yeah, I actually interviewed. That was a, I did the old radio trick of you know uh, pulling out the interview with him from fifteen years ago and playing oh, right. it. 
Yeah. So, um, and that was that was a huge thrill because I I cold called his hotel room <laughs> on the Monday. It was the Monday morning after the first Borat went number one in America. So this is two thousand and five. He's gone number one, and I call him on the Monday morning, like at ten thirty a.m. Um, after the show, and I get I, I I get Sasha, and I said, "Oh, I'm here to interview um, Borat," and he goes, "It's." It, yeah, he's not here. And I knew it was Sasha oh, Barakow. And I said, I go, Sasha, come on, mate. And, he, and I, 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 I went like that. I was really sad because if he was yeah. going to cut me off, I would have been crushed. You know, like it would, yeah. And um, I got, I'd done all the hard work, the legwork. I'd rang people, publicists, and it wasn't set up, but I knew where he was and I, and I had to say a password to get through. He really? wasn't expecting me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah it was Really, exciting. yeah, it was really excited to get him, and then I thought I was done. And he goes, "No, no, he's, uh, Boris not doing any more interviews now." And I said, "Sasha, come on!" And um, <laughs> he, he was pissed off. He goes, "Far, oh, I won't curse, kids show. I'll be on the show." <laughs> <straight laughs> he goes, <laughs> 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 "All right, all right, good, good." Right, yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes, "Oh fuck, man!" Like he knew I'd got him. You know, I'd yeah. caught Sasha <laughs> out, and um, and I said, "Come on, mate, just like just an Aussie boy here on New York radio. Come on, I played the Isle." Fisher card, you know, and um, and and, and within a, this, this is the, the the really cool moment, um, and, and you know, and I'm in my studio with my headphones on, just praying he's gonna. And within a second, he went from so pissed off and angry straight into um, Borat, and wow. um, yeah, and it was it was a thrill. We did like a nine minute chat. And, and all the stuff he did, um, all the bits he did with me. And it's not as though I, I had the info of the bits, like oh, no, nothing was pre-produced. I was just asking questions off the cuff. And, but all the bits he did with me, he did for the rest of the week on talk shows, you know, his next round of publicity. Mm, so okay. I was kind of proud that I was the guinea pig of those, those bits. And yeah. um, right. anyway, that was, that was awesome. And then I replayed that, you know, um, yeah, two weeks ago and, Okay. It was good. It worked. And I set it up. I wasn't trying to scam anyone. I said, this is my <laughs> first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, good. yeah, he's an insane improviser. That guy. Like, Yeah, just, he's yeah. Ridiculous. But uh, so we were talking uh, earlier in the week about kind of the line between satire and just offensiveness. And obviously with um, the US, like this year, there's been so many big issues like Black Lives Matter you know, all that COVID, everything like that. So what a year to release Borat to. It's yeah. insanely brave of what he like to release Borat to in this time. Um, but here's just a little bit of, of us talking about it. I watched Ali G last night doing a 2004 uh, presentation at Harvard. He was making some fairly inappropriate jokes, implying that one of the um, the women in the audience was a cheerleader from a porno that he watched the night before, all of these different things. And um, when is it uh, satire and just like um, sort of sort of representing culture and, and sort of making fun of it versus when is he just being a bit outrageous we can't retrospectively cancel people when leg came out it was of a time mm -hmm. you look at you could like if you judge sasha baron cohen's current content it's all within it's all on the edge yeah it's all on the edge but it's not over the edge yeah. and so you could easily look at that back in the day over the edge i think chris Lilly has brought it to the the line like mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. close in current times he was dancing on the line, as he always is. And so, obviously, he's 
that's beyond the beyond now. Like it, you can't go back to some of that stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough. So I'm curious to get your thoughts in in a sec. But how did basically how did Borat get? Um, what was the vibe in America when it got how released? Was it, yeah, how, it, how was the response? Yeah, it was. Um, I, well, from in terms of in, in my little world. I think we put it up on the show's Facebook page and a lot of people went political on it because mm. of the, you know, you got Rudy Giuliani in there and how much Borat dislikes, you know, in the, through the movie Trump and him storming the Pence rally and all that, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there was, um, that, that was in my little world, but nationally, look, it, it, it was all about Rudy. Rudy, mm. Rudy Giuliani being on the bed with a, the so-called 15-year-old girl was the headline-making moment for that. So, um, again, it, I think it got politicised quickly, which I, I was sort of unhappy with because at the end of the day, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's a genius and comedically, I watched it from a comedy point of view. I, I wasn't politicising as I was looking through my lens on, on the... Um, on the movie and I, I just thought yeah it was brilliant what he did and just seeing a guy create stuff on the fly and yeah. and how he how he brought someone else you know we've never seen him bring someone else in i mean he had his you know the little guy in the first borat who was good but this this girl was critical to the, the narrative she was amazing, she was, amazing. You yeah know, and, and he made her he, well he didn't make it she made she stepped up and i even think that he couldn't believe how brilliant she was Yo, and outdid what he thought he was going to get. Maybe he thought in the, I don't, maybe he thought like in the first one he would have had to have carried extra characters in this, but she just stood up and oh. was have you heard beautiful. any of, heard him talking about like the audition process and stuff like that? No, no, like, I, I haven't. Yeah. Did, I think did you? They, yeah. They, so he auditioned yeah. like 500 girls. Oh. And, um, and she stood out. And so, and this was, I think this was over Zoom and he had a good <laughs> feeling about it. So flew her over to, uh, UK and um, and they did a few more auditions and then they had to go out and she was his daughter she was Borat's daughter they were in character and they had to convince people real people that they were real so people who didn't know that you know they were actors and she nailed that she had to improvise like for hours on end without stopping and then um, yeah she, she was just she was but crazy. Is, isn't it wonderful? How do you how do you just be good at that? Yeah. Like yeah. it's where does that skill it, come from? Yeah, like yeah. Wait, she's a Bulgarian actress, and is and and like how is that in it's I guess innate in certain people because mm. I love that the I don't want to spoil too much, but at the very end, you know, he looked at her and there was sort of love in his eyes, Borat's mm. eyes when he looked at her. I thought that's a really sweet moment, you know. Um, you know, at the end when he and he yeah. said, "Good job," you know, when he goes, "Good job," to her. and I went, oh, "That's probably him saying that to her." And I was just like, "Oh, she yeah. she, she was amazing." Yeah, he was also but over here, it, yeah, sorry, go it got it got lost. Look, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say in the whole news cycle of everything, within a few days, it, it had got lost. You know, in not the, right. not the film itself, but because the election was so huge, and you know, the, that scandal from Rudy was just one mm. piece in the many puzzles of the news cycle going forward. So I just wanted. to sort of put a full stop on on the, my answer for you. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I don't think, I didn't see much racial controversy either. I think it was all political over here and, and there wasn't that much controversy with the with the film, I found. Um, I think the main thing was the Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy thing, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. what I, that was the controversy was the, I saw. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was just highlighting him as a person. Mm. And, um, Big time. and so he, ca he said it was all, 
fake and set up and stuff, which, I mean, they set it up, but they set it up for him because they know that this is the kind of guy who is going <laughs> to do this. And and, Bor- and Sasha was saying that for that scene, he was hiding in a cupboard. Did you mm. see this? Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was hiding in a cupboard mm. while they did it. And uh, Rudy had a security guard at the door. He came in, did a sweep of the room, checked everything, and then the security guard left and made sure no one would come in the room, which is even more... Outrageous. Outrageous. Mm. And so Sasha was hiding in the cupboard, getting text messages from the producers saying, like, saying what's going on because he was pitch black. Yeah. He had no cameras or anything. And he had to just judge when to come out. And he turned his phone on and he was at 3% battery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Like real, real GB real technical error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, that. I, I love your critiquing Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, <laughs> skill set. Just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Good job. Yeah, it's Good just job. crazy. Like this is like yeah. the climax yeah. of the film, and then the phone's not charged. Like, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, real risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think he came out though? Do you think he came out to, in some ways, to save? Like, it mm. might not have been able. They've been able to use it if it had of. If it had of went the full mm. yeah you know, well, I think true. that's what he was saying that yeah. they they made sure that they came out so that it didn't go any further yeah yeah if, yeah. if yeah. it was going to go any if further, it was going exactly yeah. um yeah. that it didn't go any further because yeah i mean imagine if it did yeah oh, so yeah. with <clears throat> i mean with ali g for example like what do you think we're laughing at for ali g um does it does it differ from borat because it's it's two different characters and like I haven't consumed much of Ali G, but watching Borat and stuff, you can you can see the social commentary and like the the places and situations he puts himself in. Like it's just the mm. exposure and how crazy, like the things that are happening in the scene is just outrageous. Like what? Yeah, what do you think the difference is? Oh uh, well, uh, firstly, Ali G's a reporter. He's and if you remember. Uh, even you know, twenty five years ago, you'd always get someone who isn't a real reporter who becomes a reporter, and they they're the token reporter for a show. And and he their premise was that he was the you know um, youth affairs correspondent for the BBC, and so he was always interviewing people that would always look down on him. You know, so I think that's where the comedy came from because we knew as an audience member we we're in yeah. on his joke, and they were, and and we knew how intelligent he was underneath it, you know, or as we're building that faith or trust in him as a, you know, being new fans of him back then. And I think that's the difference that he was going in at that level. So he was always punching up, you know, he was never yeah. sort of, you know, whereas Borat sort of this sweet, lovable guy lost in the world. And when he, you know, he's probably, you know, putting up a mirror to people as he's sort of, you know, roaming through their world, trying to get them to see what they're about. And an example of that is the two guys, the two rednecks in the the, the, mm. the sequel, but they turned out to be quite lovely guys, which mm. I, 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 I thought, you know, well, lovely in the fact that they really wanted to help Borat find his daughter. So I, I thought that was another sweet moment where he's, he's showing them that they've got their attitudes and they're on the, QAnon websites and they, you know, they're, they're you know, hard right wingers and, but he's, and they're big Trump and gun fans. And then he's come through and shown them that they were actually trying to help him find his daughter. So just maybe that, yeah, yeah, just people, there's some humanity in that. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so the, the hard one, I think like Chris Lilly, I, I, find, I think his stuff is brilliant, but you know, it's almost like if you, 
if you watch Chris Lilly stuff now, automatically you, you're Hard a racist. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, oh, what well, has there been that? Um, has that been that? Controversy. He's, he's oh, I've missed it all. Taken off um, Netflix. Like a lot of his. Yeah. Didn't his oh. shows get taken off? All Netflix? of his shows yeah. have been yeah. taken yeah. off Netflix. Yeah. And so what he does is he you know, he he picks stereotypes and just amplifies yeah. them, um, and that can then go into racial stereotypes, which is which is where the issue is. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, like satirical comedy. Um, how far is it going when we're cancelling people? Um, oh, does it yeah. need to be protected? Like what? I don't. I don't know what the what the question is. Here, yeah. No. I. I. I yeah. And, and it, I, I'd be scared to put my um, yeah, no, ABC, <laughs> ABC regional hat on. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, no. I. I look, the cancel culture's by far gone gone crazy. The people. Yeah. You know, I, I, the one with Kevin Hart where he got done on Twitter and you mm-hmm. know and he wasn't even allowed to apologise before they cancelled him from the Oscars. You know, um, yeah, his jokes were disgusting on Twitter and he mm. admitted that 10 years later. I mean, yeah. I, and I, I'm pissed off as a fan because I would have loved to have seen Kevin Hart host the Oscars. So, um, are we, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the next four years, maybe with a Biden presidency, it, you know, things might even out a bit. You know, there won't be that much of the cancel culture. Maybe there'll be, oh, I don't know. But it speaks to what kind of Tommy said in that snippet of like, we can't retrospectively cancel people because if we're not allowing people to kind of right their wrongs, then mm. there's going to be no progression. There's going to be That's no right. people he learning and, and, and being open to people of, of different backgrounds. So I just can't, I don't think we can cancel people from, I mean, yes, we can say what they did 10 years ago was wrong and they shouldn't have done it, but let's let them learn from it. Yeah, I nearly I, I nearly got cancelled this year, and my my big issue was no, no it's, it's all right. It was that the my, the the fans of our radio show, uh, a lot of them, or on Facebook, uh, thought that I bought uh, my pet dog from the puppy dog that my family and I bought um, from a uh, a puppy mill. So they went crazy. So I had to write, I had to go on air and do like explain it. Mm. And I'm like, I mean, on my insides the whole time, I'm like, this is unbelievably, this is brilliant comedy. How I can't wait to tell this story when I'm 75. You know, like I nearly got cancelled. Oh, dad, what what happened? You did some bad jokes or you said something bad about people or what? You know, no, no, no. I, I bought, we bought our puppy dog, little Sammy, beautiful dog. It was because of him that we, they thought we, because we bought it off an Amish family that looked like the children of the corn, but that's another story. Maybe the Amish will cancel me. Um, but, uh, yeah, and apparently the Amish are big with puppy mills and um, and people went nuts that uh, we bought the family dog from uh, an Amish family. So that was my cancel culture moment. I made it back though. I apologised and did here. a statement. Yeah, yeah. I'm here now. Yes. <laughs> were, you, were you about to say something, Jess? About I was just going to say, I find Amish people so fascinating. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. They are. Like, be, like I'm like, good. They're, they're true entrepreneurs. They, they're, they're entrepreneurial without a microwave. That's bloody yeah. good. That's, yeah. <laughs> without technology. Like, yeah. That's like awesome. And and, I, and and we loved it for our one night there of picking up our puppy. We stayed a night in this, you know, in eastern Ohio and, and they're all on horse-drawn carriages and they ride their, they ride bikes for miles to get from A to B and, oh, it was it was, it was it was wonderful. Yeah, they're, they're good people. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Good, good restaurant. Had a good, good buffer. <laughs> it was my first. It was, my, it was our first restaurant after being on lockdown for like three, you know, two, two oh, and a half yeah. months. So, oh, those Amish can cook some meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know if you if this is a joke or not. If this is if, if this is just stick or you're being serious. Like, did they actually have a restaurant? Yeah, they had just a restaurant in the dark. Yes. What's no, no. It, they had a restaurant, and it was more from like the boat Bay Marie's. So uh, yeah. they must uh, there must be some rules on how they can cook, and um, I don't. Yeah, but the Bay Marie's were on, so they were being heated, so they were allowed to use that. And they do. They had a credit card. Look, they're trying to make a quid, so. Um, they were on, but I, I think they all got in their horse-drawn ca- carriages and drove off. It wasn't as though they'd get in their car and drive drive away. But but it was um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a, it was a it was a very good restaurant. Yeah, you know, um, wow, good fun in this little Amish community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's full Amish, half Amish, little bit Amish, money-making Amish. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we spoke a little bit last week with Jack about interviewing techniques, and obviously you've done like thousands of interviews. Um, and so here's a little bit about uh, Josh and Tommy talking about Letterman. Kim Kardashian West mm. is on David Letterman's Netflix series. Have you seen this? It's so good. I really like Kimmy K. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Mr. 97 would agree here on this one. David Letterman, I don't think he's that great of an interviewer, of a comedian. Don't you think? He's not bad in respect to his peers at that level. You should hear the kindest words from Dave Chappelle about what it meant as a young comedian to be on a show like David Letterman. There is this sense of, okay, you need to build rapport quickly. And so on stage, they're trying to be sort of best friends. I feel like Oprah does a really good job with interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, well, it's because she gives away cars yeah, and then yeah. everyone forgets <laughs> what's happened. <laughs> so since you've gone now full remote, um, how do you how are you finding it and building rapport over Zoom yeah. and that sort of thing? Oh, brilliant question! Jeez, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> this has been a, uh, this has been a big discussion point in my home with my wife, and you know why I want to be out on the streets of New York and whatever. Um, you know, trying to interview people, um, but that hasn't happened yet. You know, um, uh, Zoom is losing its um, you know moment to connect. I, I feel I I love that. Conversation face to face. I love the awkward moments. I love the pauses. Mm. I love the, you know, and and we can jump on something. You can see a facial expression. You, you know, the rawness of, of I'm saying something about rawness, which we've done for many years, the, the in person interview, but it feels gone. I don't know when it will return. Um, but that's yeah, definitely. I, and it's I'm more of getting Zoom was awesome in my first two months because I had to be had to work and you could see everyone working if you, you notice and you guys watch a lot of broadcasters and everyone was working hard and and um and then it gets to a stage where oh I just gotta do another bloody zoom and yeah. you're sitting there waiting to turn it on and oh and then it comes <laughs> on and, and like today when you come and get me and the idiot's got to do his oh settings and then he's got to download the up uh, the next upgrade then he's oh shit yeah and we're sitting there and, and you're all so nice but on the inside you're really going oh this idiot yeah Honestly, like so there's a no no but there's all these moments yeah like, and whereas if we just were in person we'd go in turn the mics on we roll have fun out um but there's there's some zoom definitely zoom fatigue that's a phrase isn't it but i'm hitting it what we're up to the seven month mark now yeah. yeah so well over seven months now and i'm hitting it like um like today 
I, I did a junket and they're, they're wor- the worst on Zoom because you're sitting there looking at all the people. It's like you're watching everyone who's in the junket from all over America, you know, who's going to, going to be interviewing the celebrity and you're just waiting there. And it takes up an hour of your time to do four minutes and it's like- So you're waiting um, on Zoom and you get yeah. called in? And it's just you get called in, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. so I, I could see everyone, you know, in the Zoom meeting and, and these are all, <laughs> and I'm not, these are all, you know, professional entertainment reporters, and 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 I and I've never been one of those, and I'm looking at them, and yeah, you know, and, and I've just got like a blank door and something behind me, and like my shoes on the ground, and they've got movie memorabilia in the background and whatever. And I'm like, good God bless them, that you know. And then I always think, who's going to see these? In- who watches these interviews? Like, who's watching all yeah. these interviews with all these people lined up? And um, at least I know that my audio, at the bare minimum, is going to go on on radio, and and mm. there's going to be people in there car listening and I, I know that but i'm like who's watching all these celebrity interviews be yeah anyway so i'm i'm, I'm waiting and then they call you in you go in and you get your so i've been doing a lot of those over the last oh, i've probably stopped a few the last two months but when it first kicked in i was firing those and they're all four minute interviews too of, of, of madness yeah, yeah. Far out. because you even yeah. you even see like matthew mcconaughey with his new book like green lights or whatever him yep. doing all the press rounds and junkets yeah. for that he like, was incredible that really? was Oh, I didn't. I didn't interview him, but I, I saw how many outlets he did. Yeah, he, he was just, everywhere. That could be a world record for oh, for yeah. doing. And also everywhere. long form stuff as well. Like he was on every show. Yeah, Mark Maron, Joe Rogan, yeah. just like all over the place as well as like yeah. you know, the project and all that stuff here in Australia. He did the pro- right. So he's so. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, so I, I've listened to the Dax Shepard one, which I loved, and um, I haven't done the Rogan yet and the McConaughey. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I haven't done the Marin one, but I'm gonna do every one. I, I'm a big McConaughey fan, and yeah. he, he has so many nuggets. And and the big thing with listening to a lot of those sort of press interviews for any project is they obviously repeat themselves, which is which is fine. Um, which is the downside, but if you hold on long enough, you do get new new nuggets mm. that, that that pop up, and he, he's 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 awesome. But but what a what a press tour he did. Oh, yeah. So if you got four minutes, are you <laughs> listening to his stuff and then trying to figure out how you can make it different, or how do you uh, go into it? Yeah, and then you can over prepare too much on the four <laughs> minutes, but you've got to still be sharp because you've got to get what you need in the four minutes. So today was um an, an she's a. a awesome young actress called Catherine Newton and she's in a new movie called Freaky um, which comes out Friday the 13th and it's uh, her and Vince Vaughn and the classic body swap story and he's a serial killer. It's Freaky she's, Fridays isn't it the same? Yeah, it's, it, it, no, it's, it is it's the take off of Freaky Friday but oh, okay. made into a, a horror movie and she right. becomes the killer so she becomes Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn hilariously becomes a 16 year old schoolgirl, and, uh, <laughs> and and it's really good and it's fun it's done in that horror a comedy, you know, um, shtick, yeah, and uh, and I interviewed her today, and she was the she's the she was the daughter of Reese Witherspoon in Big Little Lies. She yeah, was in the oh, po- po- I know her now. yeah, she looks very familiar. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's been in a lot for about fifteen years, and and she's fun. I, I interviewed her last year for Big Little Lies on the red carpet, and she was just a firecracker. She was just bursting with energy, and she again, she was awesome today. And um, and one thing I noticed, and you guys would, would be better than me on the zoom analysis. She was a close camera zoom talker. Really? I don't know. Oh, do you really? guys? Did she, she look like at the, the co- camera or did she look? No, she, I didn't. No, she looked on the side as she was talking to me. So my you know big head was probably smaller, yep. obviously <laughs> on the screen yeah. on the side, and she was looking over there. But 
I, it was awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. and she was right up and, and she was putting on a show. So I was engaged in the Zoom. But yeah, you have in the four minutes, you have so many questions. And if you screw up one question, you know in your head you're going to cut that out and you're like, oh, that really sucked. You know, and um, yeah. there's no, there was no fun or it didn't lead. It didn't, you know. Um, so the four minutes does suck. But yeah, yeah. Take, mm. take what you can get. Yeah, can you imagine I'm, being her though, like, mm. and or oh. whoever else, and just having yeah. like these thousands of people that she needs to do yeah. four minute interviews for I know. from around the world. For, crazy, Ooh. right? And, you, and um, oh my god, that's that would be so draining. Yeah, and and they just got to yeah, it's it's amazing how they and then you look at it and go, all right, well, can they flick it to make it fun? You know, and I don't think many do flick it mm. back to make it mm. fun for themselves. I don't know. Well. Mm. I, yes. I, I'd go in and go, I'm going to play a game here and yeah. try to... Do you start with these like words a or something? generic question or do you go, start with like a... Y- yeah, I do. Like yeah, I do. I just... I, did, I know, I just want to get them going and... But again, it gets back to the rapport thing. I'm, mm. I, I'm sitting there going, I'm just this... You know, she might just think that I'm some guy in my basement that does a movie blog. God bless <laughs> him. You know, I read those <laughs> blogs, but I'm, I'm trying to put, I'm trying to get something different and fun. How you going? Oh, so you're, you're a golfer. Oh, what's going on? You know, you're right. a golfer that owns three poodles. That's the question that went nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah. <laughs> which she is, she's a golf, she's an amazing golf. She's like the face of Ralph Lauren golf, which oh, is wow. really, yeah, yeah, pr- pretty awesome for her. And, um, and but but it's yeah it's I'm trying to I, I, in that junket thing because I'm just trying to get a bit of something yeah a bit of something at least I have something that's of substance <laughs> and if yeah. you notice that even you know in the Hamish Andes I try to just get them talking and then then I hope the interview falls apart at about the minute mark <laughs> you know, yeah um, yeah yeah you know, um and that's sort of yeah I guess by design but it it wasn't hard design because I was. It, it, and it still is when I do red carpets. Is uh, I'm, uh, you know, I was always trying to get it to self-combust, like to mm-hmm. blow up in a good way, not not in a mean or I was never teasing or, but just somehow where I'm pushed into a corner or, um, you know, like uh, like Helen Mirren. I th- I said, oh, any advice for a young guy like me? And she just came back and she said, you're not that young, darling. <laughs> you know, and that, and. and and I, I and and it was just gold. Like yeah. it was just me saying that I'm young when I'm not, and um, and that, and then I got the desired you know response after waffling a bit about the movie for the first minute, and, and then I and then I got that, and that sort of was my win. And and if you imagine if that interview was on in the Hamish Andy days, they would have smashed me that's at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a win. Yeah, yeah that's so a win. Interesting. Yeah. What is like? Th- yeah, go on, mate. I, I was going to say. So it is that rapport building thing. I. Can't remember. It might have been actually you, Brad. You said it, but like Tom Cruise, I think. Just were you the one who said like as soon as yes. you lock eyes with him, he's just yes. he's, he's the just best. You and no one else. Oh, it's oh. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, it. I, 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 I. It's him, and I also said it about Angelina Jolie as well. So you know, two alien-like creatures. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they uh, unbelievable. But but Cruise has always been known. He would go down a press line on a red carpet and, and give every, obviously up the top, he, you know, the entertainment tonight, he'd give them a few, three or four or five minutes. But as he'd get down, it, it, it normally would they go to halfway mark and then they'd just run into the movie theatre. But he would do the whole line and, and he'd have a, his internal clock and um, he, and I always love. Oh, I'm from Cobram on on the Murray River, just north of Shepparton. Yeah, yeah. And um, every time, and every time I'd ask um, Tom, Tom, every time I'd interview Tom Cruise, he'd always go. He'd love hearing an Aussie accent. And then I'm thinking, like, I've interviewed this guy like 
12 times. He's not remember <laughs> me by now, but I know. And that's, but we all know celebrities ever remember anyone. Yeah. And um, so he didn't, he hadn't remembered. And I'm like, all right. So every time he asks me, he goes, man, man, where are you from? Where are you from, man? And I'm like, <laughs> Cobram. We know each other. <laughs> I've told you 12 I, times. Yeah, I, I told you Cobram on the Murray River. And everyone, go, my mates in Cobram go, oh, Brad, good job. Good, mate, good job for mentioning Cobram again to Tom Cruise. Yeah. But yeah, isn't that so also a testament to these people? Like, so he clearly doesn't know who you are. So he's hmm. actually being like this to every oh, single person. Yeah. Every person, like yeah, he, that's crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan. I mean, he had his meltdown jumping on the couch when he found love with Katie Holmes, and yeah. obviously everyone knocks him for his you know religion and all this stuff. But you know, um, if you can call it a religion, whatever you would call it. Yeah. Um, but he, um, he, he, he's awesome, and he makes crazy good big movies that that are nuts, that are risks to make, and and I love it because when I talk to him, I have I. I He's creating these moments for me, and I and I'm not lost on the fact that he he he's he's a legend of '80s movies. Like he's a movie. Like there's only a few of them. You know, you like Brad Pitt that I could say in the modern time. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, mm. Cruz, yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, movie stars. You know, yeah, that how we see movies. So it's funny even talking like this about movie stars because we only watch movies on our phones now or you know, on TV or Netflix and that. But you know, um, what you, is a movie it, star? Yeah, have you interviewed any like? You know, YouTube stars or anything, and or have you no, found I, anyone <laughs> that's been kind of yeah? Because like someone someone mentioned, mentioned, I can't remember who it was, but there was Trump actually did like one of his sort of like a press, like I think he got a bunch of YouTubers with him, and they went on his like his tour bus, and for the last few days they like filmed oh, wow. him on his campaign. I did. I'd love to see. Right. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, no, I um I. I have not, and that's yeah. who I'd love. You know, I've got my son, my eleven-year-old son, saying, "Brad, you know, Dad, Dad." He doesn't call me Brad; he calls me Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Dad, Dad, Dad." Like- <laughs> maybe when he's serious, maybe he does call me Brad when he's getting serious. Uh, but he does get serious, and he's like you, you, all of you guys, sharp media, you know, at a young age, and he's like, "Dad, you got to do, you got to interview the TikTokers, you got to, you know, you got to go out and you got to find, you got to go go and interview Mr. Beast," and, and like, and then I, I now realise that. Mr. Beast is what? He's the Tom Cruise of yeah. YouTube, so I don't think I'm going to get an interview with Mr. Beast. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, but it, but yeah, no, I, I'd love to go down that road though and, and interview them because it's. I mean, it's a fascinating. It's a whole fascinating new world of personality, isn't it? And yeah. stardom. I know this might be like a massive generalization, but I just get the vibe that they're not going to be as nice as like movie <laughs> as the big movie stars, yeah. or they'll be a bit worse for inter- like a bit more ego or something. Yeah, no, I, I think is that because it's. Maybe is younger, that be, maybe yeah. like you, I've I've heard that you know the best guests are the ones that are like the high, like the most yeah. successful, and it's the ones in the middle who just won Australian mm. Idol or something. Who are the yes. you know they're the ones but, that are a bit shit to interview. Yeah, that, you, you've, yeah, and that is that's how it's felt for me the, the whole time. Right. I've always yeah, I, I did a lot of American Idol, and uh, and that was always tough. Yeah, you know, the interviews there, but um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mm. the big stars have always been good. You know. Cruz, you know, Clooney. And they Tom just Hanks, give you, I hear is really nice. Tom Hanks is great. Yeah, you, but they don't know who they're talking to. You know, mm. obviously I've got to sell their publicists in the hope that they stop, but for them just to talk to someone there with a microphone and, and, and then sort of click to know what I'm trying to get, I'm trying to create a mini talk show in mm. under two minutes, a talk show interview in under two minutes, and then they get it. And then, you know. Then Have you had like, any, like, outrageous requests where you've just been like, nah, I can't do it, like, this is... You know, oh, to interview 
people like I don't like, know if, if if you if you have to interview a celebrity and then their publicist says oh yeah you can do that you just need to do this this and this and then you just, oh, oh, it's not worth um, it. Yeah, yes, yeah, but I don't I, I don't have examples for you, but that has been a part mm. of it over the years. But I'll. I, I won't be arrogant enough to, you know, not yeah, give up decline. the interview. <laughs> decline? No. I'll go, you know, and I've seen people decline. Yeah, you know, I was on shows where they would decline interviews. Nah, we're not doing them. And they would be a big star. And I'd be like, just give it give it to me. Yeah. I'll do the interview. I'll appease all that and, you know, edit it out later or yeah. whatever. You know, um, I, no, in that I regard. it would still yeah. play into your character in a way. If they are pricks, that's sort of what you want anyway. That's right. Yeah, and, and I'd, if, if they wanted to put something in there and I could still get my bit out um, yeah. as long as it's not an overly commercial thing that doesn't you know really you know I'd still do it and and get it in yeah and then it it would play into the as you said play into the joke on air with the host the show that I would be on I would say look I've been told I have to ask this I have to ask and then yeah, you can, right and there's a whole, there's a whole bit off the back of that so um, but the, yeah the, the publicity movie star game is a different one going forward and how that's going mm. to work and this continual sort of democratization of stardom of who stars and who's who's not yeah some of the tiktokers and youtubers have like millions and millions of followers yeah. so it's just it's I mean, crazy yeah, yeah it's, it's like they're like crazy. the new movie stars of yeah like no, for sure the george clooney-esque yeah you know vibe for for people these days or for young people these days like Definitely. charlie d'amelio like uh, that's to me is like as good as uh interviewing miley cyrus like yeah, yeah, she's yeah, right. so huge. It's it's scary. Like sixty five million tick, yeah. TikTok fan, you know, and then yeah, she does a Dunkin' Donuts you know endorsement, and you can't get the Charlie D'Amelio chocolate drink, whatever she was oh pinned her name to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's and their stock price goes up, you know, ten mm. percent. You know, it's 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 crazy. Ridiculous. You know, more powerful than movie stars. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Brad, well, we've, we've taken up a lot of your time. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Well, uh, you can tell I've loved it. I've loved oh, it. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Because, Just, um, like you've tapped into the you know, insides of my head. I'm <laughs> a political yeah. reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is like every, every, every time we speak to you, just like you bring such an amazing energy and it's so like, I personally, I just love talking to you. Yeah, me too. It's, oh, such, keep going. it's such a thrill. Like I could just talk yeah. for ages and ages. Well, and well, yeah. thank you. I, I hope I brought value because I, yeah. I, 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 I don't. No, I hope that you know we got a bit into the imposter syndrome and stuff, and I'm and it's good stuff that I'm into, and I'm you know I'm into a bit of self analysis. So yeah. I hope there's hope someone that's out there having a crack, you can take a little bit, and you know, but you, the twenties are so good. And they're so exciting, and and that and I set up in the thing like, that every post is a winner was just my mantra because I, 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 I even if I failed, I, I had a story, you know, at the end end of it, and I think that's a, something that should still be done out there by people when they're chasing something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Perfect way to end it. Thank you so much, Brad. Yeah. Uh, you can Thank follow you, Brad. Brad on yeah. Instagram, Brad Blanks, and bradblanks.com. Is that your website? Yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, some, watch some interviews. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all up on my YouTube channel at Brad Blanks. Right. Everything's there. The failures, the man boob find <laughs> by Li- so Lindsay good. Lohan, all that. Yeah, Look so up good. Hamish and Andy on YouTube and just type in Brad Blanks and you'll find some great yeah. stuff. It's, you know, yeah, That's the stuff I grew up on. So it's oh, so, you, so fun to have you here. Thanks yeah, so thanks much. so much. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. See ya.